Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a football Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, for the next couple of hours talking, well, football with you. Appreciate you uh, tuning in here this morning. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Uh, In 15 minutes, Chris Williams from Cyclone Fanatic in Iowa Everywhere will be here. Take a look at the uh, Big 12 slate, but in particular, the game that uh, will take place at 3 o'clock tomorrow, Jack Tri Stadium. It is Oklahoma State and Iowa State, and Chris Williams will opine on that uh, in 15 minutes. Then we'll head off to Vegas, see what some of the numbers, how they are trending, both college football wise and NFL, uh, with Mike Palm, VP of Operations at Circus Sports. If he likes anything more than some of the uh, other matchups this weekend, as he does like to dabble, not at Circus, where he's not allowed to bet, but uh, uh, as one would assume. Uh, then our number two, Bama Bob Trent and I will go around college football. A handful of games that we will opine on. Tom Kakert, uh, 12.30, and we will be on time. We'll get to Kakert, take a look at Penn State and Iowa. A top 25 matchup, 6.30 tomorrow night on CBS. Our picks before we get out of here at 1 o'clock, and away we go. Yo! What's up? (laughs) I'm just pumped up. I am too. What a weekend. It really is. Really is. Now, there was a little something that threw a little rain on my parade just a minute ago on Twitter. Oh, no. Yes, indeed. Iowa State does not want to pay student-athletes. Uh, that's the only thing I can take away from this is they are going to do everything they can to keep the athletes from collecting any NIL. Because, Trent, as of this morning, mm-hmm. there are now four beers. Four beers? Four. Four beers. Oh, no. And this one does not go towards NIL. This one goes towards, again, the athletic department. So you've got scholarships for kids in Cleveland, two to the athletic department, one Ames Lager that actually is NIL-driven. I have enough. I've beaten this horse. It's dead. Yes, it is. I, 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 I agree. I'm going to try and stay away from it, but it just boggles my mind some of the decisions that are made um, with Iowa State. And here's another one. Anyways, let's move on to happier topics, and that's football. And we saw a game last night. We saw Brock Purdy do Brock Purdy things. I'm still struck, I guess, by the national media that they're still not sure about this kid. Yeah, he's won eight straight. Uh, I mean, what more does he have to do, right? I may apparently win a Super Bowl. <laughs> I guess that's it. And there's a pretty long list of quarterbacks that I'm assuming the national media was in love with that did not win that Super Bowl. And I'm not putting him in the class with Mar- Marino. Yeah. I mean, I know he's his, uh, that was his idol, mm-hmm. uh, his dad's idol, uh, and that's why he wore 13. That was pretty cool last night, the broadcast. You know the Amazon broadcast is pretty damn good. You think so? I do. And I like I love the panel beforehand. And the halftime, the Carissa Thompson, the Fitzpatrick, the Sherman, the Gonzalez. Um, am I missing one? I think I am, right? Gonzalez, Fitz. Oh, uh, the, the big left tackle, um, uh, uh, Whitworth, Big Wit. Oh, okay. Um, I really like. I really like him. Um, the play by play. It's a little jumpy, but I think that's on me, right? That's my internet. Could be absolutely. I, I didn't have any problems last night. Me, yeah, yeah. With my crappy internet. Wow. And didn't have any issues last night. But just after the game, and I didn't see it live. I was After the game was over, I was done. Um, but to bring Andrew Luck out in the Captain Andrew Luck gear. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, come on. That's creative. It was great. I mean, it was one of the most 
famous memes. Oh, it has, and what they did with the Twitter account yes, and going into was, battle. Yes, and... using the old timey verbiage. Yes. It was it was incredible. It yep, was yep. a really one well done trope that this person came up with, and it was fun. Yep, and then to show up like yeah, that. Yeah, but to come full circle to where you started with Brock Purdy in the national media, I saw a few tweets last night. Is Luck talking to the 49ers? Oh, Guy just won his eighth straight game. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and that is where people's minds go. But and you're exactly right. He doesn't want to play football anymore. No. Exactly. He doesn't want to. Yep. He's had plenty of opportunities. Sure. And he's not going to come back to San Francisco mm-hmm. and oh he was in you know, he was there. He was in Levi Stadium. Yeah. I bet that he must be something. Yeah, Trent. yep. He was probably hanging up up in the booth with uh, the GM. I can't think of his name. John Lynch. John Lynch, yeah. Former Buccaneer. Mm-hmm. Up there uh, in the bo- uh, uh, and Denver Bronco. He's a Buccaneer. He's a Buccaneer. He's a Buccaneer. Yeah, I mean, that's where he had his success, right? <laughs> You've had enough success. Yeah, no, he won a and Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl at Tampa Bay. But I, I saw that multiple times last night. I'm like, you idiots. Yeah. Just knock it off. Right. And it's, for a lot of times, it uh-huh. is just to drive a conversation. And it, it just, it's not true. Mm-hmm. It's not true. It's that's where we are. And last night, boy, the Giants team. Do you know what we still have coming up with the Giants? They still like have. primetime games? Yeah. Oh, come on. So we've had to see this god awful. It's not bad team. enough the Jets are going to be in primetime seemingly every other week. So obviously, week one, they're the Sunday night game. Yeah. Blown out. Yeah. They were one of the few games in the late afternoon window last week. Right. Blown out in the first half, scored all their points in the fourth quarter, was it? Or the second half? We get them Thursday night. Next yeah. week, week four, Monday night football. Who do they play? Seahawks at home. Well, that's a stinker. Two weeks after that, Sunday night football at the Bills. Can we stop with the Can Giants? we stop with this terrible team? I know they're a big market. I get it. They got a big fan base, but it's the same thing with my crappy Bears. Just stop. Mm-hmm. Let's put some compelling matchups out. I just they are terrible to watch. They can I, we flex? We can, but not for a while. <laughs> right. I mean, the the Broncos are in in prime time the week before you can flex on Sunday oh, night really? football. Um, Enough with the Broncos yes. and the Bears and the Giants. Just put us in charge, would yeah, you? Please, yes. It's too much to ask. We seem to have all the answers here today. What and they, most days, yes. Well, we try. I I love Al Michaels. Yep. He's showing yep. signs of decline. He is. I agree. I agree. And Herb Street and him, I just, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work. Because mm-hmm. Herb Street's a college guy? Not even that. Okay. I think Herb Street, I, it just, it's a marriage that doesn't work for me. I like both those guys. I enjoy both uh-huh. of them as broadcasters. I enjoy Kirk Herbstreet as a person for one reason, the one main reason, and that's how he looks after his friend, Lee Corso. That's a huge part. He is incredibly kind. I mean, kind. Guy had to move out of Columbus. Right. He couldn't take it. And and now he's in Tennessee, right? Yeah, Nashville. Is that where he is? Yep. Good choice. Right. Not a bad place. No. He is a great broadcaster. Mm -hmm. Al Michaels was a great broadcaster. And still very sound. One of, if there was a... Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. of broadcasters in our lifetime, you got to find a place for There's him. no doubt. I mean, do you believe in miracles? Right. Right? That's enough to put him on the thing. And he's done opinion. it on and on. Yes. And he's a great storyteller. He's mm-hmm. a compelling person. Mm-hmm. He is interesting. Yes. You'll find him out at LA Country Club every single day that he's not working. Firing. Absolutely. He talks about gambling. Uh-huh. That obviously endears him to you and I. It's just... Sure. You can tell, though, that we're... Mm-hmm. 
were coming to an end and mm-hmm. just those little things. And he has been sharp as a whip for so long. Yep. But how old is he? Is, he's he, got to be 80. I thought 81. 70, late 70s, early 80s. He's no spring chicken. No, not at and all. And he's still doing it. But you're right, Trent. There, I mean, there's a lot of voices like this. Uh, guys in their 70s and 80s. That, 78. Uh, is he 78? 78. You don't want to see stay too long. Mm-hmm. Hate to say it, but I've felt that now mm-hmm. really for the last, well, last year and this year too. Mm-hmm. And it's not the guys individually. It just, it hasn't worked for me. Yeah, it's, um, I, I, I can see your point. I can see your point. Uh, but the broadcast itself, the the, the pregame, the halftime, um, and the, whoever the writer is that came up with that one, that's brilliant. So you and I were texting last night, and you were flipping back and forth uh-huh. with the Cubs game. Uh-huh. I was flipping back and forth with the Cubs game. And we fl- apparently flipped back to the uh, <laughs> to the football game. is the exact same point. Palacios went deep. The three-run On a 3-2 run. pitch, too. They battle back the Cubs, too. They make uh-huh. it 5-4. The yep. crowd... And that nervous energy, it felt like... Like you said, they were exalting them to They victory. were trying. They were. But you could also feel the tenseness with the crowd, no or especially early on when, you know, Goose Egg goes up. And it just, they're trying to will mm-hmm. this team, and they couldn't do it. Are they just out of gas? I think so, Trent. They've lost 10 out of 13. This is... And not against a difficult schedule. No, here comes Colorado. Three-day games at, uh, at Wrigley Field, and then off you go to Atlanta. And then you finish up at, the, at Brewers. The Brewers will have clinched by then. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Braves have already clinched. Um, but, man, oh, man. The good news is, I guess, it's, it's the Marlins that you're battling with. Mm-hmm. They're, there's another team involved, though, too, is there not? Is there well, the not? Reds. The Reds yeah. are still in. Think about that. The Reds are still in this thing. Good for them. Um, the Padres have a 0.5% chance of still so making So you're the telling me there's still a chance. It's not dead yet for you, Ken Miller. Your Padres. Oh, my God. Uh, my Padres are still alive. Now, so, if they win out, they would be 84 and 78. If the Padres. the Padres win out. If the Padres win out. They've won seven straight. If they extend that and they win another nine straight. So if they go 16 <laughs> in a row dead in the year. So, I mean, what if they go. Does 83 get you in? I don't think so. Because the, the two, t- Miami and the Cubs, both uh, and the Reds, all have 79 wins. 83, I don't think gets you there. I think 84 uh-huh. maybe gets you a tie, and then it comes down to tiebreakers and what they do against the Marlins uh-huh. and the Reds this year. Marlins, I know, have the Yankees and the Pirates next. Who do they have this weekend? It's not an easy series. The Marlins have the Brew Crew. The Brewers, okay. Then at the Mets for three and at the Pirates for three. Football Friday, and we're talking baseball. We love baseball, but this is what the wild card has done. It's yes. kept the interest level peaked. Uh, it's been great for baseball. It's been great for the game. And we've got equally as a compelling a race in the American League as we do in the National League. I mean, there's four teams battling for two spots. Because mm-hmm. we know that, obviously... Either the Rays or the Orioles. And you see that's mm-hmm. getting tighter and tighter there at the top. I know it. I got that beautiful ticket, that 15-1 to ticket on the Orioles that I got back in late June. Oh, boy. Am I, do I need a hedge? No, I don't think so. Let, Let it ride, ride. Ride the bad boy out. Let it ride. Indeed. Uh, so that one's tightening up, but you're exactly right. Yeah, we come down to the stretch there. The Rangers and the Mariners are on a dead heat at the time. Mm. Not sure on the tiebreaker on that one, but we'll be head to head, and I'm not yes. sure who has the edge. In fact, I think the te- the Rangers and the Mariners play this weekend. Do they not? Oh, do they? I'm sure it's a three game set, and I want to say it's in Texas. Let me look. It is yes. Uh, Mariners at Texas this weekend. Seattle then finishes up. I How- bet Seattle and Texas play again. They do. So Seattle has three at the Rangers. Yeah, three at home against the Strohs, 
and four against the Rangers to wrap it up. So, Trent, those are the three teams that are within a half a game of one another. Seattle controls their own Holy destiny. Holy mackerel. That's going to be great. That's going to be great. That's going to be We'll good. get back into that Tuesday. Yep. Okay. That's fair. We'll get Chris Williams coming up here momentarily. We'll talk to Chris, Cyclone Fanatic, uh, Iowa Everywhere. Boy, this is a must win for, for this Iowa State team. I was uh, struck by reading Randy Peterson's uh, preview piece in the uh, register this morning. I, I guess I didn't know um, just how much these two teams in a lot of ways mirror mirror image of one another statistically scoring Oklahoma State 13 this isn't even Big 12 Oklahoma State 13 Iowa State 14 total offense Oklahoma State 12 Iowa State 14 rush offense Iowa Oklahoma State 11 clones 13 Cowboys 11 clones 13 in yards per rush passing yards Oklahoma State 12th Iowa State 13th so I guess that everybody feels so good about this game when it comes to Iowa State because a the Cowboys have three quarterbacks, and the game's at Jack Trice Stadium. Um, poof. They mirror each other. Let's get Chris Williams in here. CycloneFanatic.com and, of course, part of Iowa Everywhere. Speaking of which, Mike Palm and I will do our podcast tonight at 7, last look at the numbers. Hello, Chris Williams. How are you? Great, brother. What's going on? Um, nothing. Just started the show by... Um, just shaking my head the fact that there's now four Iowa State beers competing for that little... There's four? There's four. There was another one announced today, Chris. Yep. Another one. <laughs> Athletic I didn't dep- know that. Yep. Everything that they can to keep the money from going to the student-athletes, right? Just unbelievable. Mind-numbing to me. Um, and I don't... Oh, man. Yeah, it really is when you, when you think about it. But anyways, let's think about Oklahoma State and Iowa State, Chris, because, boy, this feels like... I know Hassel last week said it's maybe as important a game as Campbell has had, and and I I got his I mean I I knew where he was going when he said that, but now all of a sudden this one takes on a sense of urgency in its own right because the fan base is um, opened up the window. They're not out on the ledge yet, but they're starting to crack the window. Uh, Chris, fair to say? Yeah, I mean to me, uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like I, I said after the Iowa game that I wanted to tell after Oklahoma State to really judge this team because it's so young and everything. And, I mean, after last week, I didn't. I don't really need – I don't need this week. I think, like, there's two ways to go about this. One, like, the house is on fire, and that's like some fans are. The other one is, you know, the more measured approach, and it's just like, you know, you look on that offensive side of the ball, you have a new coordinator, all these freshmen that are playing. My hope, Ken, is – you know, for Iowa State to in November look like a vastly improved team, mm-hmm. like they're developing, they're getting better on offense, and you're you're in these games, right? Like I, I, I for what it's worth, I think this is a much more, um, you know, I, I think that Ohio is better than Oklahoma State, for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. I, I I really do believe that. Um, so like, yeah, like from that standpoint, you're damn right. It's a huge game tomorrow. You lose this one if, if that's the case, and you're you're favored at home, and you know the whole the your your window analogy is a good one. It, it keeps getting wider, but I'm also just being realistic. It's like from what we've seen, like I I don't know. Did you watch last week's game and think they're just going to flip some switch and start scoring <laughs> 25 points a game? Because I don't. No, but okay. I will say this, Chris. I thought that Rocco Beck took a significant step forward. That, that no it, doubt, right? No doubt. Uh, he's talent. I think he's really good. Um, I, I think that this running back Sama will be really good, but he's really struggling with his vision out there. You can tell he's missing stuff. 
Um, I love the tight end, Bramer, yeah. but like all the guys who you when you when you identify Iowa State's like weapons, all of them are true freshmen. Other than you know Higgins, who this is his first year at this level, so like I I just think it's going to have to be a like. I, I don't know. Like, I, I think they're going to try and throw the ball around more. I really do. I don't think that Matt takes losing to back teams lightly, given his background. I think they're going to change some stuff. But, again, like, the the the, the, rea- the cold reality is that you're trying to play really big boy football with a bunch of guys that were in the CIML last year. And that, that could be really tough. So, we'll see. Um but yeah, and then thirty mile per hour winds aren't going to make it no. easy tomorrow either for the young quarterback. The blowback. What did you see on the message boards? What did you hear from Cyclone fans from last week? The reaction from Campbell. We know what a dedicated fan base the Iowa State base is. What was the takeaway that you saw over at Cyclone Fanatic on that? You know, I think it's more just you know it's it's pretty obvious when you watch the offense last week. It's just the square peg round hole thing, right? Like. Come on, like that was it was my reaction. It was like, hey guys, like I get what you're trying to do. You're you're trying to play to your defense. You're trying to because you think that's the best chance you have to win. The problem is, it's just, I mean, I'm watching that line, um, and then the young running backs. And it's just like you're, I don't think they're going to be able to run the football this year. Honestly, like I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they can get better, but like I, I just have a hard time envisioning like when the schedule gets tougher. Iowa State running for four and a half yards per carry and, you know, consistently. So, like, what can you do? You you don't just give up and it, you you distribute the football. You try and use the, you know, the field. This this is a – they have athletes, right? Like, some of these receivers, they may not be Alan Lazard and Hakeem Butler, but they're athletic guys. If you get it to them in space, they can move the ball. And th- that's my biggest thing that I that I've seen is just, Let's see it. Like, give them a chance. And the game plan last week was just so. It, really, the last two weeks, it's just been so brutal to watch. I, we we really sympathize with Iowa fans right now. I think for what you guys have watched over the last three or four years, because mm-hmm. it, it's similar. Mm-hmm. You know, the difference is though Iowa was getting defensive touchdowns, special teams touchdowns, and stuff. And while Iowa State's defense is still really good, it's not scoring. So, like, you know, at some point you got to try and win the game, and if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna be able to run it, you're gonna have to be able to do something else. And to me, that that was the biggest takeaway by 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 far. The fan base is like, quit trying to do something you're not good at. Uh, Chris, you just maybe answered my next question when uh, when you mentioned how windy it's going to be tomorrow. Because I was going to go with Contreras, and you know how much pressure's on him. How long is the leash? Yes, he came in and he certainly uh, got everybody's attention with that fifty-six yarder. Again, it was at the end of the first half. I'm not sure normal circumstances whether Campbell would have trotted him out there to even attempt that. Uh, but being where it was on the clock, it made sense to do it. But he's now missed a couple in a row. Um, these games, there's not going to be a lot of wiggle room if. Iowa State's going to come out on top, at least one would assume, now that we're in Big 12 play. How long is the lease for Contreras, or do you just draw a line through tomorrow just because the weather's going to be so bad? So, really interesting question, and we have Grant Mahoney, the old Iowa State kicker, does a podcast for us now. It's Cyclone Fanatic. And, uh, you know, Ken, I thought the same thing, and then I listened to Grant this week, and to, to be honest, on like two of his three misses, it's been a snap and hold problem that you know idiots like me wouldn't pick that up on. Yeah. So like 
Here, here's the problem. Like, okay, if is, is it the kicker? Is it the snapper? I, I don't know. Whatever. Let's just say that whole unit. You're right. Like, guys, there is like, there's not going to be much margin for anything here. You have to have it. If they have a kicker last year, they're in a bowl game. How many times yeah. do I have to say this? <laughs> right. Okay. I, and so, like, is is Contreras the problem? Is Snapper the problem? I don't care. You have to be able to make field goals, especially now with this damn clock rule. You know, these games are just flying by. You may just have three possessions and a half. And if you're playing ball control and, you know, doing whatever Iowa State's trying to do right now, you have to be able to make a field goal. So I don't care what they do. I've, I've been yelling about this for years. Get a damn kicker. Pay them whatever you have to do. Because I, have you ever seen a team have a kicker lose so many games for them? And I, I realize there's other stuff. Don't tweet at me. I was getting this last week. This is a sticking point for me because it's just happened so many times over the course of this program's history. And again, if you're going to be playing ball control and doing this stuff, you can't be going out there and hitting 50% of your field goals. You have to be better there. Uh, I joke with Bloom all the time. I'm like, get on it. Go and go and get the number one kicker in the country. I'm tired of dealing with this. Uh, whatever it is, they got to clean up. But according to Mahoney, the snapper has really struggled this year, and he, you know, he's probably biased towards kickers. Yeah, no, I defer also. to him. I defer to him. I get yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. He he says that basically the snaps have been off on two of those three, which has, um, you know, moved the ball to a certain side that the kicker wasn't expecting, and it's hard to adjust on the fly. A bunch of stuff that I don't understand. But again, yeah, I'm with you. I'll I'll defer to him every day. Have your basketball content ready to go if it goes awry Saturday? <laughs> we already met about it, yeah. yeah. yeah we're ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Now, honestly, like, for me, um, you're right, Trent, and for the casual fan, we we tend to have more diehards, the sickos, mm-hmm. you know. So we'll, we cover, we'll cover it the exact same. Uh, we don't we don't really change. But, again, like, my, my goal for them, and, and I think the betterment of the fan base at all, it's like, you know, middle of October, you know, can you sit there? A little bit like Campbell's first year, really. Do you remember how terrible they were at first? And then middle of that season, it was like, oh, okay, we kind of see where this thing's going. That that really needs to be the case going into next year where people, you know, for tickets and all that stuff. Because, I mean, think about it. They are really young. We think they're talented. If they can, If they can do that, next summer could be pretty exciting, you know, with this new league. But... You know, if you're two and ten, and you know you're getting blown out, that really changes everything. Uh, who was your best bet in your locks uh, of the week this week, Chris? Um, I went Maryland seven I, and a half. I love that game. Yeah, Maryland's like I, I mean, Michigan State's cooked. Uh, in Washington State, almost put up like 800 uh-huh. yards against them, and Maryland's really talented. Yep, like they're really, really good. So that was my favorite. I. I actually liked a lot of games. Uh, I think I had five in my picks, but that would be my favorite. And for what it's worth, Paul like agreed with me. I think he may put it in his Friday one as well. So I just Maryland's like sneaky talented, mm-hmm. and Michigan State's just a, a total mess. And there, that was a, one of the worst defensive performances in the history of the Big Ten last week that you saw against Washington. So yeah, I'm gonna keep fading them. And it's weird to me to think that if they get three points at home, that that's only like a four-point spread. 
on a neutral field, like mm-hmm. we would all be pounding Maryland there. So that's my favorite one. Yeah, I like it's going to be part of my picks as well. We're on the same page. And Mike Palm's going to join us next, so we'll ask him. Chris Williams, Cyclone Fanatic in Iowa everywhere. Chris, as always, thank you for doing this, Chris Williams. What time do you guys go yeah. on the air tomorrow morning? Uh, three o'clock kick. So, so we'll be noon? On at noon. Noon. Good stuff. Yeah, and this, you know, and I'm hoping that we're not there until three a.m. Because yeah, lightning and yeah. I, and I and I would guess, and I asked a few people. Nobody knew for sure, but since it's a conference game, you probably think that they'll do what Iowa did with like Nevada or whatever that was last year. You just play all night, keep and it there. over with. Yeah, fun well, night for you. Well, you can pull rank, Chris, and go home early and leave it to the uh, <laughs> you know the junior writers at Cyclone Fanatic to do the yeah. gamers. Good stuff, Chris. Thank you, bud. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate right. it. Yep, Yep, good to talk to you. Chris Williams, Cyclone Fanatic, and Iowa Everywhere. Mike Palm will indeed join us next. Off to Vegas, we will go. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106. Off terms and conditions apply. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. I'm sure that this has happened. I, off the top of my head, though, I'm trying to, I can't come up with that team. Oklahoma State has played three games. They've played three quarterbacks in every one of those games. Right. And a different quarterback has led them statistically. All three oh, wow. have had a turn. So, you, I mean, who knows who that you got to prepare for tomorrow, but do you? Because. If they're any good, right. wouldn't you settle on one at this point? And it's not like their skill sets are that hugely different. No, I don't think they are. They're all below yeah. two bad quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And Which, we keep going back to Spencer Sanders. What was so wrong that he left? I think it's Gundy. Maybe. You, there's there's a rumor out there that a bunch of guys are going to quit after this weekend. It, oh, after this weekend? Yes. That there's a bunch of Oklahoma State players are going to quit. Now, it was just a message board rumor. So this team's getting on the plane with that in the back of their minds? That It's out there. Holy mackerel. Now, we also know message boards. Well, Trent, you, it's, you can seldom find a mistake on a message board. <laughs> Absolutely. It's such a rarity, right? Yes. But, uh, yeah, that's out there, too. A lot of infighting. Yet they're 2-1. It's not like they're 0-3, either. Right. Now, they haven't played the who's who of college football. Central and, Arkansas, Arizona State, Pac-5 team. Arizona State's terrible. They're awful. They're terrible. You're right. But uh, And then South Alabama came in. And again, I mentioned it yesterday, the, re- reading the, uh, the articles, the post, uh, the gamers' stories. Um, South Alabama had better athletes all over the field. Well, and South Alabama had UCLA beat last year. A good UCLA Did they? Team. I don't yeah. remember that game. That was early in the season. It might have been week one or even week zero, mm. but it was an early season game. They had them beat, and UCLA came back to win that football game. So this is a good program, too, mm-hmm. that they lost to. It's not like losing to you know, just a, a drag of a Sun Belt team or something like that. Right. This is a good program. Yeah, they'll find them on top of the Sun Belt standings. They're going to be up there. Years, Well, hopefully yeah. Appalachian State. Oh, hopefully. Yeah. Uh-huh. What'd you get them at? Plus 550. <laughs> hopefully. Yes. That was one of my... I think I played, I played Ohio, and That's one a, other that, Mac. That team. looks like a good pick. One other Mac. Oh, Central Michigan. That was way down the board. I got them at Circa. They were thirty-two to one. Other places, it was like eighteen to one. Jeez, what a difference! Isn't that crazy? So I had to play that one, and so I played the two in the Mac. I played the Sun Belt with Appalachian State. I had one other deep down the board, but 
Ah, you know, and now looking back, and then some of the other bets. I was looking back at my baseball bets the other night, like, what in God's name was I thinking? Well, it's like uh, you and the Padres, right? And the Mets. And the Mets. I got more Mets and Padres oh. than, oh my God. Yeah, and I got a ton of Bengals. I got a ton of Chargers. I had that Reds ticket that I bought, you know, in the middle of the year, yeah, right yeah. before uh, Dela Cruz got put, called up. And, and he's really tailed off, by the way. He has, yeah. He's young. I mean, he's sure. super young, and we see this happen so many times. But you have those bets, and and you know that because you bet That's the future market so yeah. much yeah. that you're looking back and like, well, you, what did I have a little extra puff that night? What was going on? Well, then you look at what time the ticket was bought, and for sure uh-huh. it's past. It's post eight thirty. Seemed like a good idea at the time. All right, good ideas to catch up with Mike Palm. We'll do that off to Vegas, who's got a ton of rain lately. My God, if you're on X, I guess it is now, um, and see some of the. Flash flooding in Las Vegas, as, as Mike has told us many times, the city's built on a rock. There's no place for the water to go. And man, oh man, they've just been inundated uh, with um, seemingly unseasonable. It's a desert, for crying out loud. It's not supposed to rain like it does. Anyways, Mike Palm coming up. Hour number two, Bama Bob Trent and I will go around college football. Tom Caker will join us on Iowa. Look forward to that segment as well. But off to Vegas, we shall go. He's the vice president of operations at Circa Sports. You can download the app. Circa, of course, here in the state of Iowa. Uh, Mike Palm joins us. Mike Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How was last night's result? Did the to go the better's way or to go Circa's way last night? Certainly went the better's way, Ken. Uh, we, we didn't take too many bets on the Giants. Uh, second half as well. It just uh, we had no really where to go in that game. It was just a tough spot. We needed the Giants to you know break a big play there. I don't know that Danny Jones can do that with his with his arm. Maybe a little bit with his legs. But the betters were on San Francisco. They laid the points. At any point you laid the points, you were a winner. They were used in Survivor as well. Of course, I can't oh. reveal. The number, but it, it was not an insignificant number that used them in Survivor. Not surprised. We thought about doing that. We're down to two, Mike. In the, we, the, we had the Lions knock us out last week. Uh, this week we used the Chiefs, I think, and the Jags. I thought the Jags was the choice. Yep. Uh, so, so I said Commanders week one, Buffalo week two. Uh, I thought the Jags was the choice, and if you really were uncomfortable with the Jags, I know they lost 13-6 the same game last year the Texas. I thought you could take a look at Miami at home against mm-hmm. Denver. Um, but that, or Baltimore. I, would, I, I, I wouldn't use the Chiefs because of Christmas. Yeah, You know, they're hosting the Raiders on Christmas, so I wouldn't use the Chiefs. Baltimore, a little tough spot. They're coming off a pretty huge divisional win on the road mm-hmm. in Cincinnati, so I, I thought you had to go to Florida this week and survive. We I, we did not use the Chief for that. We we used Baltimore. Jags in Baltimore, just, no. just okay. for the record. Anyways, go ahead, Trent. Right. Sorry. Speaking of the NFL this week, and, and a lot of big favorites coming up this week, when you look at that group of teams from the Bills going to the Commanders, uh, Jaguars against the Texans, Stroud has looked pretty decent there, and it's been kind of ho-hum effort offensively from the Jaguars. Uh, Broncos going to the Dolphins. Do you see who is the... the out of that group, the team that you believe has the best chance of losing and knocking a bunch of people out of Survivor this week? Well, it's tough. I mean, you could make the argument of the Jaguars just because they they haven't been explosive offensively, but at the same time, the Chiefs' defense played pretty well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, mm-hmm. it was a pick six that really turned that game against the Lions. They only gave up 14 points to the Lions, and and... Um, you know, and then obviously what they did to, to, uh, 
Jacksonville last week. I just wonder, Houston's injured as well, uh, and the rookie quarterback. I mean, I think they play hard. They're just not talented enough. That score was a little deceptive against the Colts. I think the Colts were much more in control of that game uh, in Houston. I, I thought they were clearly the better side. I don't know if there's going to be any huge upsets this week. Look, if you'd have been conventional and just taken the consensus six the first two weeks, more than a third of the field is out already, guys. I know. It's wild. It's such a great contest. Uh, you're an alum of uh, Notre Dame. Of course, Notre Dame, Ohio State. I, I just would have thought that this, this game would have been played more in its history. That kind of struck me, Mike, that, uh, that as infrequently as it has been played. So I'm guessing you probably haven't seen it. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this game this weekend? Um, I laid three with Ohio State. Look, uh, I, I don't know that Notre Dame's defense is good enough, but I, I don't know how good Ohio State's quarterback is, but um, they're always talented at the field position, and Notre Dame doesn't beat Ohio State, whether it was in the Fiesta Bowl a few years ago, or I remember laying three and a half with the Buckeyes at Notre Dame in 1996 when Pepe Pearson just ran all over them, and, of course, they picked off Pollard a couple times. Hmm. They don't beat Ohio State. They rarely play them, and when they do, they don't beat them. I thought three was a short number. I thought this game would come back closer to five, so... Not a huge bet, but uh, I'll favor the road team here. Wasn't Ron Paulus, help me with my memory here, didn't Beano Cook, oh, wasn't yeah. that the guy that two said you with two Heismans? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah. You, multiple, multiple. Multiple Heismans. Multiple Heismans, yeah. Didn't quite play out that Swing direction. Swing and a miss. No, it happens to all of us. We usually don't go out multiple Heismans, but that's another story. Hey, Mike, uh, obviously the big game here back in your home state is Iowa making their way out to Penn State. Nittany Lions favored north of two touchdowns. I've seen 15 now for the last couple of days for you guys at Circa, and the market is picking up. I've heard a lot of sharp money on Penn State in this spot. What are you guys seeing with the Hawks and the Nittany Lions? All under action. This game has gone from 40.5 to 38.5 over the last two days, and I don't disagree with that. In places that offer an Iowa team total, it's either 12.5 or 12. I would go under there. This is an unfortunate circumstance where they have to play at night in the whiteout. That's going to be a very tough spot. Uh, just so limited McNamara offensively. I think the Iowa defense isn't bad. I don't know. I mean, I, I think, you know, you're looking at this game. I don't really want to lay 15. I mean, what do you think the score is going to be? I, I would say 24-9, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. 20, you know, It's going to be right around the number. I don't think any team's going to explode. Iowa's defense is decent here. And look, last week against Illinois, Illinois' five turnovers are what gave Penn State their points. They had a lot of short fields. They didn't really drive up and down the field against the Illini defense. That, to me, isn't anything special. Uh, Iowa State will host Oklahoma State. Much action on that game, Mike? If so, which way is it uh, trending? It's very flat. It's been three. It hasn't really moved off the three. Oklahoma State is really bad. Yeah. Now, I've been against Iowa State. Uh, I didn't like that you guys were on them last week. Chris was on them. I hated it. Um, the consensus pick in our Friday night contest was Ohio plus two, two and a half, whatever it was on Friday when it went off. Um, but Oklahoma State, they don't have a quarterback. They're trying to play three. They got buried at home by South Alabama. Scratch the win against Arizona State. They're awful. Iowa State should win this game. But I have to ask you, do all the lads at Riley Hall sleep a little better knowing that their coach, tough guy Matt Campbell, could beat up some poor little cripple fans? <laughs> the 11-hour bus drive from Ames to Athens, Ohio, and have the audacity, the audacity to say you're on the hot seat. How ridiculous is this guy? How unlucky was Iowa State 
that USC or LSU or Notre Dame didn't snatch this guy up, and now you're stuck with him and making excuses for him year after year. And he they, had a backfield of Brock Purdy and Brees Hall. They went 7-6 and six if you count the ball. And, and Charlie Kohler over the middle yeah. of the field. <laughs> A lot of talent. Xavier Hutchinson, over 100 catches. Will McDonald. Will McDonald coming off the edge. They had some dudes. And 7-6 and six with the preseason top 10 team. Yeah. Talking with Mike Palm from Circa, the vice president of operations. College football continues with some epic matchups. Now, one that doesn't exactly pass the smell test. So many people saw Clemson in week one look terrible against Duke. On the other side, we saw Florida State look great against LSU. Yet, that point spread still snug inside of a field goal. What are you seeing betting-wise between the Seminoles and the Tigers? Yeah, it's two-way action on this game. We will probably end up needing Clemson. I think Florida State benefits from the early start. Uh, you know, noon local time, 9 a.m. out here. I, that's always good for the road team. It's the less time for the fan base, mm-hmm. you know, get, get annihilated and, and, and become very vocal in these games. I, I think Clemson's pretty pedestrian. I didn't like Florida State's defense couldn't get Boston College off the field in the fourth quarter. That was concerning for me. I was I was set to and the look ahead in this was three and a half four. I was set to lay that uh, before last week, but that gave me uh, a cause for pause with the defense there. I I lean Florida State, but I have not made a play on the game yet. I'll probably need to take take a close look at the game before I get involved. Uh, last thing for me, Colorado and Oregon. Much action on that game. A ton of action. It'll write more. It'll write more than the Notre Dame Ohio State. It really will. Wow. Well, I, I I could be wrong. I don't think so. The numbers running away. We opened at nineteen. It got to twenty one. Now we're at twenty two. I know that's a tough place. Outs is awful. I mean, the fans are right on the field. It's deafening. It's a really tough place. The game can get away from you quick. But that seems to be too many points to me. What do you see in uh, last one for me? We'll get you out on this Bama. And Lane Train just putting that knife in a little bit. Stirring it up, baby. Oh, that's what he does. What do you see this week of that one? Yeah, it's 6-6. It it goes back and forth. Um, I actually think we're probably going to end up beating Alabama. We'll probably be a little heavy on Mississippi by the time this kicks off. I mean, they just don't have a quarterback. Um, Will will that be overcome by Mississippi? It doesn't have a solid defense. I don't know. I'll give you one game before we get out of here. I like Washington State at home against Oregon State. Can't wait for that game. Uh, I've had this team twice. They've covered for me. I think that this game should be closer to a pick. I think, and playing at home, I think they probably win this game. I took the the field goal there. Good stuff, Mike Palm. We'll talk to you at uh, 5 o'clock Pacific on our Iowa Everywhere podcast. Have a great day. We'll talk to you at the end of it. Thank you, Mike Palm. All right. Thanks, fellas. Have a great week. Yeah, we do the same. Mike Palm, VP of Operations. At Circus Sports. Never been a Matt Campbell fan. He's not shy to share his no. feelings on uh, on Matt Campbell. A lot of ways. You've, have you seen that the thing that Heaven put out, by the way, the, the, the Matt Campbell challenge? Oh, with the golf with guy? With the golf cart. When he comes up on the golf cart, it's a good thing I wasn't drinking my beer because I would have spit it out everywhere. <laughs> oh, I laughed. Oh, that's funny. Good Boy, that kid's talented. I he know is. how he does it. Uh, but boy, oh boy. It's also scary, that AI. Yes. Yeah, what it, they can do. It absolutely is. Miller and Condon back. Wrap up short segment coming up. It's Des Moines Sports Station. Still an hour to go. 106.3. Urbandale. Tell them Heather sent you in. Sports Station, 
Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. So do you like the slate of games this week from a betting perspective? Love you do. the slate. Oh, that's not good news. Both college and pro. I had more early leans this week than I've had all season long. There were More games. so in college or more so in pro? Yes. Oh, wow. Both slates. I absolutely love the card. There's only one game so far that I relented on. That was an early take. I took Notre Dame plus the three and a half early in the week on Monday. Yeah, you've come around to Ohio State as the week's gone on. It's the Jim Knowles factor. Yep, uh, the more research yep. that I've done, yep. I just keep coming back you to like that his defense. defense. Yeah, yeah they're, they're special over there. And the jumps that his team's every single place that he has been making year number two, I think is significant. So that's the only one that I've relented. Some point spreads have gone with me. Most of them have gone with me. I was on Seattle right away. That one, obviously, has been an absolute home run with mm-hmm. what's happening with uh, the quarterback situation with Bryce Young. So, yeah, I'm feeling good about the slate. I got a ton of games. Now I got to pare it down for our five at the end of the show. <laughs> well, maybe I could borrow a couple. I have, uh, of those early leans, I have 15 bets in already. I think I'm probably going to be, I have a few more on my card that I got to add to the Action Network. I'll probably have over the weekend upwards of certainly north of 20 plays this mm. week. And I'll go 11 and 10. (laughs) Well, yeah, and that's not good enough. No, no, no. Not quite good. That's losing money. That is indeed losing money. All right, we'll see. We're going to take an early break because our next guest, he kind of gets a little windy and we love him for it. Yeah, Bama's known to go on a little bit. I I, I never realized that. No, you'll find that about Bama. Okay. But it's college football conversation, and who are we to say, you know, enough's enough, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So Bama will join us to kick off our number two. Uh, and then Tom Kickert at the bottom of the hour, we will preview Penn State. Now they're in store for some weather as well, correct? It sounds that way. Oh, boy. Hour two coming up next. Our picks before we get out of here at one. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.